1: Friday, June 29th, 2018, and it's a relevant
2: podcast. <laughs> June 29th. We're blowing through the summer, aren't we, Cameron?
1: Yeah, this weekend's the halfway point of the year. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando Studios, Eddie Big Cat Cuffles. Yes, it's
2: so nice to see you. I joining
1: can't... us yet again, filling in for Annie F. Downs. Mr. Andre Henry. Yo. You're in the
2: studio. I love it when we have a full room like this. So many people, when I was on vacation, I think, thought that, that Andre and I were the same person because we never appeared in you the same room rotate. together. That's right. Yeah. I
0: started that rumor, actually.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was honored to be mistaken for you. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been
0: telling people that I am just a... I am Eddie's very good impression of a Jamaican-American man.
2: Yes. And I accept that. I know that doesn't make Eddie that.
1: look good, but it's just been fun to tell people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's your doppelganger. Of course he looks good. Well, we look exactly
2: like. Hamesies.
1: Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother Chandler Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia,
3: Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. It is... We're deep into summer, aren't we, Eddie?
2: Yeah, we're deep into it. And Jesse, I gotta say, over the last couple of weeks, your very famous hello, hello is starting to take a little bit of a shift. Really? Because for... Years zero through, what are we at? 13. 13. Who knows? It's been hello,
1: hello. August 2005 was the beginning of this podcast, so it's been 13 years next
2: month. It's always been hello, hello, Okay, but now it's...
3: so the inflection more, has
2: changed, is what you're saying.
1: A little
3: more labored. <laughs> a little more <bit> labored. <laughs> hey, give me, okay, give me an early years. Give me an early years hello, hello. Because it's like the two Darrens on Bewitched. A very dated cultural reference for some reason. Give me Darren one. Cameron, give me the Jesse And intro. all the way
1: from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. That's, and now that's, that's Jesse up until Give me no.
3: new Darren. Give me new Darren. Go for it,
1: Jesse. And all the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello.
3: Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's just really it, sad and laboring. I the think world that the example the should have been there. the two Aunt Vivians. That's only <laughs> oh, slightly yes! less. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's only yeah. slightly Hey, we're almost the fourth of July and uh not only are too far ahead of ourselves, but next week's show, Indie Rock Banner Firework. I'm already prepping in real life. I'm already Cameron, do you have any real life fireworks plans this year? No, you have a great launching zone because oh, that's true. Like, the hazards now. of you hitting the house at your new property yeah. are a lot less. Oh, yeah. than mm. you know because you got you got some water there as a buffer.
1: I you know I, I I I moved into this house and it's it's just under construction right now because it was it was a, it's a fixer upper. And we're in the middle of the fixer part. It is definitely not Mm -hmm. upper yet. And uh, I was going to have a big party, have friends over, lake day, pool day. It'd be a lot of fun. But I mean, it's just... The house is just so torn up right now. I'm not going to do it. So if I'm shooting out fireworks, it's just going to be me sitting there by myself. (laughs) Just...
4: Uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, though, this so it's, sad. Isn't
1: that kind?
4: I'll of fun say this: though?
3: fireworks is one of the one few activities that you get just as much enjoyment out of doing it completely alone than you do with a crowd of people. That's like true. It's still a thrill, you know. Dude,
1: I, uh, when we were up in Montana last year, you found that you told the story of finding that sketch fireworks stand in in the middle of an Indian reservation in in, in Montana. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and we set those off. Jesse, this year, the week I was just there, last week, same thing. Went back to the stand, got a couple hundred dollars worth of fireworks. They were very unsafe fireworks. You know, like, you know, getting like, you get the name brand ones, like the black cats and the, you know, like the tent ones. You You know, there's labels on them. Uh These are almost like, they have some of those.
3: But then there's like homemade fireworks that he's selling. Mm. <laughs> and, and they're literally made. And and, and, and the only reason I know this is because I talked to the guy who made them. He makes them for people to blow up old appliances with. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, this one's the washing machine exploder. And it's uh, like, oh, why do you call that? Because you drop it in a washing uh, machine in a field, light it. And it's like, oh, you're really blowing uh, up appliances. These <laughs> are like bombs. That's <laughs> the
1: sort of July 4th These are IEDs I would have. And he's <laughs> a,
2: unable to understand metaphor. It's, <laughs> it really so is a washing machine exploder
1: yeah but that's, that's that's the thing is like here in Florida, I don't know, everybody has different fireworks laws. Here in Florida, they loosened them up a few years ago because remember, we basically yeah. only had like poppers and sprinklers for, you know, sparklers for a while. That's right. And now yeah. you can get the stuff that like goes up there and does like the real deal. I mean, you can get those you know, huge ones, but they are not at the level of the Montana ones that are available. Yeah. Not not I
3: don't believe in, I you know, I, I don't believe in fireworks laws. I just ignore them because, you know, I'm an American and I believe in the Constitution <laughs> and freedom. So (laughs) I think any explosive you can concoct, you should be able to light off on your property. That's just the American way. I mean, Floridians used to drive
1: up to South Carolina and Tennessee because you, the second you cross the border, there's huge fireworks stands for the Floridians and Georgia residents who who. And and by the second you
2: cross the border, like literally, you're driving and you see this huge, huge. It's an oasis. (laughs) of fireworks stands. It's, It's crazy. Huge stores. Yeah, this is the one time a year that that guy in Montana doesn't get in a massive amount of trouble for the things that he's soldering <laughs> together in his basement. <laughs> right? Like,
3: it's like, oh, yeah, it's all Fourth of and July. When you say basement, I, it literally is a basement. Like, uh, oh, it, oh, it yeah. feels like a, it, this is either like a where he do, makes his homemade fireworks or like some sort of weird dungeon down there. But, you know, he literally has a spot where he just concocts things, you know, where he invents new types of fireworks it's pretty it's a real thrill to go down there because you feel like any slight spark would just light the whole place on fire. you know right. you all die in a massive explosion but it's pretty impressive right when you go down there you ask the guy like why do you have so many maps of
2: major cities oh, everywhere no. why'd like, you go there, uh, he's, just, uh, you go uh, there? he's just yeah. like fourth yeah. of july it's fourth of july <laughs> this I'm, is why i distribute too. yeah i'm just selling selling fourth of july this fireworks this is our
1: distribution network yeah, let's just not ask questions <laughs> okay
2: by about. washing machine exploder it's so funny. <laughs>
1: I, I just realized I had come on, on July fourth. Oh, I will we're gonna take this up a notch. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. And by up a notch, literally, I'm gonna create a little I'm gonna get a drone and I'm gonna fly fireworks up and shoot them from the drone. It's gonna be awesome.
2: <sighs> and also, aren't you on a body of water? Uh huh. Well, now you have the ability to make a firework barge. Oh. <gasps> right out into the middle of the water. Let it go and see but, what happens but, but
1: do they do they like t- string them together so it's like boom 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 you light it once and it goes or mm. do i have to go
3: out on the barge with it
2: all you, you i don't know the swimming. answer but I do know that you cannot go out on the barge with it.
3: That's the only No, thing Cameron, you do. And it, here's the thing: great thing about a fireworks barge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, you oh, do exactly. go out on it. Worst uh-huh. case scenario, things start to get a little hairy. You just jump off. Like yeah. You just do d- deep dive like a Schwarzenegger movie. Exactly. Like you're diving under the water, and the water on top of you is on fire. I'm. Uh, you know what I'm
1: thinking? I have a, I have an old canoe. That a yes. neighbor was throwing away and I fixed up. I redid the fiberglass on yeah, it, whatever. Yeah. I could I could use that as a barge. I also have a stand-up paddleboard I could use. Yes. I could just float it out
2: there. And shoot a flaming arrow into it and see, like, you know, put it down in the water, shoot a flaming Viking arrow. Style. like style. What's that? Viking style. Viking, Viking style. style. Yeah. Yeah. Play the Braveheart soundtrack and just start shooting flaming arrows uh, and you <laughs> get it out there and... Next thing yeah, you I mean, know, that is
3: perfect you got a whole here's party. the thing you get you get a paddleboard and you just you know and you just duct tape as many fireworks <laughs> to the surface of it as possible in no discernible pattern no, it's no. just a giant pile no. of gunpowder don't even powder. take it or out of that. the shrink wrap of no. the big package just no. lay
2: packages on top of each other right. yeah, you style. don't even open them it's yeah. just
3: a giant floating pile of fireworks you slowly push the paddleboard out and then you and cohen just start flinging those flaming arrows out
2: there. <laughs> and you've got to say to cohen like before we start this like hey Hey, before I light this, I need you to know like how much I care for you. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're just a really good boy. Yeah. Let's do this. You I'm know, because you want to say a couple of...
1: Like meaningful father son yeah. things. or
2: final yeah oh final yeah. things whatever it ends up being <laughs> right it's going to be important that you just take a beat before you let, light it on fire.
1: Well, I did, I did. When I was in Montana last week, I did shoot a bow and arrow. We I, like when we oh, were out oh, fishing. Cool. Oh, wow, uh, the, a couple of the guys started doing bow fishing. I've never seen this before. Oh. like there's these big carp that they were like they they could see them through the water. Yeah, and they would take a bow and arrow and boom! Wow, like go for it. Did they catch many? Uh, they caught none,
4: uh, but, I, uh,
1: <laughs> but I learned a lot about bow bow hunting, and and you know yeah. a lot of them there. There's a long string tied to the bow, yes. so you shoot into the water. If you miss, you just pull it back up, do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do that with the fireworks. Just light on yeah. fire, shoot. If I have a misfire or something like that, just pull it back, do it again. the The, re- the real
3: risk is overshooting. Yeah. That you don't know the strength of your own bow, and you shoot that flaming arrow clear across the lake, <laughs> and you on. just <laughs> hear it like someone <laughs> someone's sitting on their someone's sitting on their couch watching all of a sudden the window breaks and a flaming arrow shoots in like and then you see Cameron across the lake him and Cohen like slowly but like very swiftly walking backwards back yeah. into their house yeah, you just hear a,
2: a single go, low go go go, go Cohen yeah. a single low meow come from the house and you're like oh
3: god they see Cameron chucking a, a bow and arrow into the reeds and walking back into a cell. If,
1: if I've learned anything uh, from playing with fire as a child, uh, <laughs> things do like that do happen, yes. and you do run. No, so right. I'll just have yeah. to teach Cohen the escape maneuver.
3: I was, I, Cameron, there's one other thing I want to talk to you. I know we got a lot coming up yeah. today. We got Hillsong Young and Free. Hillsong Young you know, and Free is coming got a new up. Album. We got to we'll talk Lister to of the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, listening to Weak Slices. But one thing I want to talk about is you recently invested in some relevant swag for the staff there. I did. And I really want one of these. Items. Real quick, before I talk about why I want one, can you describe what these are? Well,
1: in Florida, every day in the summer, people think the Sunshine State. That is not reality. It's the no. Sunshine State until 4 p.m. Right. And then it's black skies, torrential, torrential downpours for anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours, and then it clears up yep. and it breaks the humidity and it cools everything down because of the wa- you know water on the hot pavement. And then you have relatively nice evenings during the summer. But up until four o'clock, humid, awful, torrential downpour. Well, lately, the four o'clock thing has been turned into like five o'clock and it's been torrential downpours when relevant staff is going home for the day. Right. And we're downtown. So we have people parking at parking garages all over downtown. So mm-hmm. there's three, four, five block walks yeah. in torrential downpours. I'm not I'm not okay with this so I invested for the entire staff in buying everybody rel umbrellas mm. and so we got these big golf black golf umbrellas really nice with a relevant on them mm-hmm. and right before we record this podcast I just gave them all out and well, we, we have Rellabrellas umbrellas for
2: everybody yes uh I got one Jesse it's absolutely Beautiful umbrella. It's, it's like a perfect yeah. gentleman's umbrella. Well, I wanted that's to get what a, I was
0: thinking is yes. a gentleman's umbrella. I wanted yeah, to get lovely. the one
1: that's like cane length, cane yeah. height mm-hmm. and I wanted to get one with a the the curved wood handle, the hook because mm-hmm. we have um in the hallway uh, going to the restrooms, we have coat hooks. You don't need coats in Florida. So I thought, I need to get curved handle umbrellas so we can hang extra umbrellas there for everybody in case they forgot their umbrella that Mm -hmm. day, right? So they turned out to be very classy. They're black with the white relevant, with a wood handle. They're they're beautiful.
3: Here's what I want. I need to like gentleman up my... My life a little like really? I feel like I need a little bit more Mary Poppins whimsy in my <laughs> life.
4: <laughs> you, so you here's need, what I'm picturing: You are I, Mr. I, I
3: will never be without the umbrella, and I'm kind of doing a, like a little chimney sweep stroll a lot of the time with using the umbrella for cane-like purposes because right. it's pretty yeah. sunny around here. These I be rarely opening the umbrella except for when I like paint a swirly pattern and try to hypnotize someone mm-hmm. with it. You know what I'm talking about, right? That move. Yeah. Um so the but Charlie would, Chaplin. Yeah. Yeah, I will d- be doing a lot of gesturing with it, like at the grocery store, you know, like or or on the menu. I'll point to things on the menu with my umbrella, and I'll say, "You sir," and I'll poke someone with the umbrella. Uh, I need uh, your version. service here. It and I, it, it, it's made for wild gesturing. I will also open doors with the hook end. Always mm. open, you know. I only use it. It's as if I don't have hands anymore. I will yeah. use the umbrella for all my grabbing and gesturing. Well, from and here
1: parenting on. because if the child runs around, you can just hook the hook yeah. their head. Yeah. You know, you just. Hook yeah, yep. uh, and if and you can
3: whack them with it, yeah. And, and, and I won't need a TV remote anymore either because I'm just I'm just you know I'm poking, gonna go to Best Buy poking the and look at TVs and I'm like adjusting the volume with my giant <laughs> <laughs> umbrella poking things.
1: Yeah, so the rel umbrellas they are for staff and visitors only,
2: but and, and yeah. me yeah. I fall somewhere in the, in uh, the spectrum. Right? Yeah, you're on, <laughs> you're on the rel <laughs> umbrella spectrum. I, yeah. Yeah, I get I get the swag which I like. Do you I get still,
1: the? Do you have the relevant quirk I love
2: it. It's a great. A great. Uh, it is my daily drinker, d- drinking yeah, device. Yeah. Yes. Nice. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Look at us. Trying to step up our our uh, swag game. Here. I'm also a fairly branded person though at this point because I'm like, oh, of course I'm gonna. Yeah, everything I wear or not wear, but like everything I use, all my little accessories, all relevant. And I'll take it okay I like it no it's a good thing
3: well here here's the other great thing is if you're entering into a big party the umbrella with the the hook <laughs> thing is you can playfully yeah. trip someone violently uh-huh. and just kick their foot <laughs> out and everyone gets a good laugh it's like oh the umbrella guy's here you just trip that guy <laughs> and you're just like gesturing by waving your umbrella, yeah. at <laughs> well, like, <hello?
0: laughs> umbrella man's here it's okay because he did it
1: with an umbrella do you do you yeah. dress normal like the normal or are you are you changing your entire persona to become umbrella guy. It's a
3: slow, you know, it's a slow evolution. It's not overnight. The umbrella is really the gateway drug mm-hmm. into this lifestyle. Because it's not just a look, it's a lifestyle. The <laughs> next thing
1: uh, clearly is a fedora. I mean, you have to have a I fedora. I thought bowler hat. Oh, bowler, bowler hat.
2: You think of, don't think of uh, the chimney sweep, Bert. Think of Mr. Banks, who goes to the bank. Right, He's going, yeah. yeah, he works at the bank. He, like, it was a very on-the-nose naming that they did for, uh, the for I never actually yeah. realized that. Yeah.
3: You, you, you're, you're very close from being like a whimsical, very respected Monopoly guy to Mr. Peanut. That's a line you have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> if you go to Mr. Mr. Peanut territory. Lo- no one wants to hang out with that guy. You're a joke. There. You are a joke. Wait, you know? so you're saying... So you can't go Mr. Peanut. People, pocket watch. You're going to need a pocket watch in your vest. People want to hang out with a Monopoly guy, but if you go Mr. Peanut, you're a joke. You're a joke. No one takes you serious. No one takes Mr. Peanut seriously. He's a ridiculous peanut with a monster. No one wants to be. No one, if there's a real life Mr. Peanut, everyone's like... I mean, I guess that's cool as a novelty, but he's Mr. Peanut. Monopoly guy's like, this guy's got swag in class. He's a whole <laughs> different type of human. I need to be around him. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: Alright,
3: well, like Jesse, like
1: we said, uh, coming up later, Hillsong Young and Free joined us. They have a new album out today. Oh. Very exciting to have them on in such a timely manner. Uh, we also yeah. have Slices and our Listener of the Week.
2: I do love that. It, you know, the show like stays so consistent over the years, but this has become a thing that's like just it's You like- just never know. <laughs> well, no, 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 but like, but like it just has become like it's such a great part of the show. Chandler, you're a terrible it, person. It is. Chandler uh, uh, a big time <laughs> mess. Chandler just sits there very angrily.
3: <laughs> well,
4: hey, hey, I'll say this. I'll say this. the
3: week, man. And I'll, I, you know, I tell Chandler strikes and gutters, man, strikes <laughs> and gutters. Yeah. So,
1: so the, you all are hearing the behind the scenes of the guy who has to edit it, yeah, oh, to finish not. Make form. It, make it, make it sound more direct. Yeah, that's right. Some of the dud ones, or some of the ones that just go
2: duds they're, you know yeah because just... somebody's sitting there going was i one of the duds <laughs> right but right. you don't know exactly. because you know, the way they definitely weren't the they way chandler, good
1: the way chandler crafts it is yeah they're all great yeah yeah,
4: yeah
2: but yeah. they didn't all start out that yeah. way yeah. and in fairness if this show was a completely unedited and just released <laughs> show it would be your ninth <laughs> favorite podcast <laughs> because It's like it's like a pretty okay show and we're doing a good job but chandler definitely like i already know there's a couple things and they just going to save that. I <laughs> uh, I fell off a ledge, didn't have a punchline. It'll all be gone. Chandler,
3: if you cut my Mr. Peanut material, so help me God, Chandler. <laughs> so, <man. laughs> Oh, my God! I think hey. that stuff was, you know, a
5: keeper. So. Jesse, oh, it's yeah, pretty hard because I'm
2: trying to work in a legume pun into that, and I I feel like <laughs> I need your help because I can't figure it out. A legume so, pun. Right? Because I wanted something immediately. I was trying to come up yeah. with what rhymes with legume. But anyhow. Well, yacht is lagoon, and that's not not, that's a stretch, I'm yeah. Sorry, no, see, and, that's and, a stretch. You know. So, anyhow, whenever it happens on the show, anybody really just uh, please bring that up.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, but moving the show along, it's
3: time for slices. slices. All right, uh, what do you have, Jesse? Well, um, I wanted to talk about a, a guy named Douglas Beavens, which what a great name, Douglas Beavens. <laughs> Classic. BMs. He is a performance artist that, um, he wanted to do, figure out a way to make some commentary about kind of all these expensive health food things that are kind of making their way. Uh, around like high end, like outdoor markets. So he went to one of these markets in Vancouver and he promoted himself as the CEO of a brand new venture called hot dog water. <laughs> and what he did is he boiled 100 <laughs> organic beef hot dogs and he got these really fancy looking water bottles that are, I'll, I'll describe them. They're like this, the life water bottles. They're, um, clear cylinders with like a sleek gray top and they say mm. hot dog water unfiltered on them. <laughs> no. But over the, all, over the O's and hot so and dog, good. there's a little squiggly line that is means nothing, but it makes it look even more fancy. <laughs> but in the water, it's a, it's a jar of water with a hot dog floating in it, but it's uh. a very fancy jar. And he started just making outrageous claims about the health benefits of it. <laughs> he said, no. <laughs>
6: So here's so what he said. He said because hot dog course. water
3: and perspiration resemble each other. <laughs> sure. So when you drink hot dog water, it bypasses the lymphatic system, whereas other waters go through your filtering system. No. So really hot dog water has three much, has three times as much uptake as coconut water. So he just made up all these absurd facts. He told people that if they rub it on their crow's feet or their wrinkles no. on their face. They will soon go away. So he oh, he made it, it's he also said it's keto compatible. So basically it's a takedown of like, you know, trendy uh, health stuff and diet trends. So he made 100 uh, bottles and he put them on sale for 37.99. What? Or wow. $75 <laughs> if you buy two. That is oh, hilarious. Like that. So you save a dollar if you buy two and he ended up selling 70 of these hot <laughs> do- bottles of hot dog water at this marketplace for people who like to buy health food. He basically said like he wanted to think of a way to show the absurdity of all these ridiculous diet trends and things that like celebrities pitch as some kind of health revelation. So he said, uh, "Art, I think, has a has a way of doing this better uh, than a, than like a public service amount. There's an image attached to it, and that's ridiculous. That's but the true. ridiculous thing is, a lot of people were shelling out forty dollars for a giant case of for a giant bottle of hot dog water. Uh, hot that's dog, insane."
1: And do you think it was people
5: yeah. who are in on the joke? Some of them, or no. do you think all of them were like who? Who like, at a health actually
1: do farmers' place has a sense of humor? I mean, none of them are in on the uh, joke. Health
5: farmers. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't like know. it. Was like maybe it was one of those farmers' market
3: things.
1: It's funny. I, I've been to farmers', well, well,
3: farmers market. Well, he literally he said the inspiration was when he was like um, he was. Have you he, been to like, Whole Foods? You know, Whole Foods, looking at nobody's all the stuff, he Whole literally. <laughs> I mean, that is a good point. But you know, <laughs> maybe maybe there's
5: you know someone. I don't know.
3: Well, it started with a, he like literally was at one of these things, and he said, "I bet I could literally sell hot dog water," and that was his whole inspiration. Like, <laughs> wow. if it's packaged the right way, and if the marketing claims said enough insane things that he could actually sell hot dog water, and he w- sold a ton. I will ton say,
5: of it. aside from the hot dog inside of it, the bottle does look like one of those really like fancy high end water bottles. It's not like a normal water bottle. Hey, and
1: yeah, the, the the idea that it's keto compatible. I mean, that's that's uh, if you're on a protein only uh, diet. I mean, that's nice. great. That's great, great protein <laughs> water, <I>, but Chandler.
3: <laughs> Yeah, but that was his point. It was like, if, right, I, just, right. if I just package this in a certain way, right. and if I use the right buzzwords, people will literally buy hot dog water. And, and he proved his point. I think it's brilliant. It is. And I wouldn't have ever That's told people me. it was a joke. After I saw it was really selling, I'd be like, dude, I'm going to be all in on this hot dog water <laughs> yeah. thing. I just made a few hundred bones selling hot dog water. <laughs> yeah. You know? So many times 40, That's I so mean, he's,
1: he's, he made 2800 bucks
3: that day. Woof! Yeah. Good for him. bunch yeah. of hot dogs. The the, the mistake was coming clean as a joke. He just rode the wave (laughs) as long as possible.
1: Well, and you kind of have to go from farmer's market to farmer's market every week because you don't want a person who bought it last week knowing that you're going to be back next week and coming and confronting you. Well,
3: and if if there's one thing that, like, here's how I understand the pattern it's farmer's market, farmer's market, website, shark tank. Costco. Like the if they buy in on Shark Tank, then you're in Costco. But that's the kind of junk they sell on Shark Tank now. There's nothing cool anymore. It's some weird little you know crab dip that they ended up selling at a farmers market, and they want to get a place in a big box store. This guy, this guy could have done Shark Tank.
1: I don't. I don't watch Shark Tank at all because like yeah. I have to deal with business decisions all day, all mm-hmm. week. I don't want to go home Friday night and watch it. Out more, it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. But. I I caught a couple recently and and maybe it's the current era and the show was significantly different than what I remembered it early on. Like before it was businesses that these people would actually invest in and grow. Now it's like, I have an invention idea or it's, a like it's turned into a lot of that, like a product to get into Costco. And it's like, not the same. It's not a business. That's literally a product that yeah, another business yeah. would carry. I would listen yeah.
2: to the pitch podcast. If you want like an actual, like entrepreneurial business experience, they're doing it because shark tank has turned very, uh, very uh, commercially. Which mm, probably, you know, yeah. they understand. They're following the readings. I made that way too deep and serious. Continue on, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen The Prophet?
5: Speaking of good
2: oh, business Yeah, shows. yeah, yeah that's me my too. Favorite. I DVR it. Yeah. Love that guy. D- you really.
1: <laughs> It's a fantastic show, The Prophet. It's on. Yeah. It's it's almost like a more legitimate uh, version of what Shark Tank was. It's yeah. it's so uh, it's uh, what's his name Marcus, Marcus Lamonas Marcus, yeah. He is. He uses his own money. He'll yeah. go and he'll find. He so, made Camping World huge, right? Isn't that yes. the one? Yeah, he was like yeah, the CEO he bought, or like, something.
2: Good Sam Camping and all that, but he owns Camping World and yeah, Camping yeah. World Stadium and all that. That's all him. Yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 a lot of other businesses too. Yeah, like and yeah, and, and so he'll use his own money. He'll go in. And, and and you find a business that needs you know investment and turnaround, and he'll implement processes resources and turn around and then it's just fascinating to see the network of related businesses that he has because oh, now that he has like retail outlets he's now investing in a lot of fashion companies to create products to sell in his retail outlets right. and other pro- it's just fascinating. And he
2: bought like a, a branding business so now they do all of the like the branding and pop-up displays and everything it's yeah. just very cool. Yeah
1: stop giving if, if it's products and services I need, you know, stop giving it, you know, just paying other companies. Yeah. I'll just I hire my own yeah. companies. But mm-hmm. it's fascinating how, like, why is this business, which is doing a good product or service or whatever, why is it struggling? Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to watch how they kind of watch get him turn the, around. And and he's then, right almost every time. Yeah. If but, it doesn't
5: work out, it's because of the, 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 the people running the business, he's trying to help you know what I mean? Like not being able to,
1: but the good, the good thing is like, okay, so I was watching, I watched, I've seen them all. So I was watching a kind of behind the scenes director's cut one of a previous one. It was him and his, his exec producer uh, talking about an episode, like almost doing director's commentary. And so she, okay, so I didn't know this watching the show. When he shows up and he's like walking into the business for the first time and he introduces himself and he's meeting the people and he's asking questions about what they do, he knows nothing about the business. Right. So he's seeing no financials. He doesn't know what they do. He doesn't know what they how much they make. He doesn't know if they're in debt. He knows nothing. The executive producer finds the businesses, knows his portfolio and what he's interested in, and lines it up. And he just walks in blind. So when you see on an episode where like the deal falls through or it doesn't work out, they mislead their their it's earnings or whatever. Oh yeah, like, it it's happens. legit. It, he, it it's regularly. one of the few
2: real reality wow. shows. So yeah. I'm he's not crazy. sure if they have a writer wow. on it or not, but like he is actually doing this thing that you're watching him do, and yeah. it's fascinating. And it's re-
1: his real money, and it's really a m- real people, and it's and he's and trying he's, to create jobs. Yeah. 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 Plus,
2: he's like a good like a counselor type. He's really like a caring night. It seems like a really. Caring it's nice a person.
1: fascinating show. It's on CNBC. If you want to watch it, it's the profit. It's kind of like a uh, uh, kind of a more substantive and even almost like the guy like, sees potential of, yes, in people
5: pre- and like invests in yeah. their potential. It's oh, yeah. If you're
1: an entrepreneurial minded person, you have dreams, watch the profit. Yeah. It'll yeah. help you think
3: through Real. stuff. That sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have, Betty? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I
2: didn't have anything to add. I think
3: you should do undercover boss at relevant. And the only way it's going to work is if you go through. <laughs> He's got a little time. You're your going to have to go through like you know, when you watch like the uh, Lord of the Rings or something and they have to sit through like four hours of makeup to totally change your appearance, uh, you're going to need to be able to commit to starting getting ready for work at 4 a.m. You so know, so my, we can disguise you thoroughly enough that no one is going to be like that SNL shit.
0: sketch where Kylo Ren was supposed to be oh, right. Undercover. It's
2: totally right. I, I, yeah. My favorite part of undercover boss, though, is when is when they bust them and they know like, you know, that the employee knows that, that like the person is on it in a terrible disguise and that's the real boss. <laughs> yeah. And this, that first 10 minutes of them like smiling and being like, this is how you paint a wall, you know, like trying so yeah. hard to, and then they finally, that's it, my favorite part of it because they're such terrible yeah. actors.
3: Yeah. yeah, and plus when the disguises are terrible when it's like when Larry David had his fatwa disguise yeah. and it was just like a shaggy red uh, shaggy wig and a mustache fatwa. Cameron that's what you need to do you need to show up that with like a ridiculous like wig and mustache okay fake one that everyone can tell is you but you never no one ever lets on and you never let on that we know it's you and do it an undercover boss that way I, I like think it. it'd be very insightful I like for it, it for and you. a
1: very special episode of undercover boss yes small
3: businesses <laughs> yeah. small, undercover boss
1: Small business edition,
3: right. <laughs> right? Cameron, we can totally tell that you—that is a a and mustache and an afro—and and you're like, no, where, no, this I've never met this. And man also, before. where did Cameron?
2: today like where is he never said he was going to be out of the office and it's just and the new employee it's just bill uh, shows up it's just you yeah and you sitting at your own <laughs> and you desk. keep
3: forgetting what your name is uh <laughs> what, what i tell you it was bill uh will i don't know, I don't it know. they but did tell me about this cameron guy that's what, I what happened on
2: an episode of undercover boss the, the boss himself was just so like a uh, shaky it, like it was just not good at it that like he was supposed to be bill but his actual name was like steve and he just like immediately two seconds into the show walks up and he's like hey i'm steve um i'm sorry <laughs> episode <laughs> ruined yeah, yeah. It was. And the guy's like oh cool yeah you're in charge of the company it was amazing i would like to bring this to your attention i do you all pay attention to movie reviews like if you're gonna watch something just randomly on netflix and you're like oh that, that looks interesting will you check rotten tomatoes nah no.
1: So, so you asked, do you read movie reviews? I don't, but I do check Rotten Tomatoes. Okay.
2: I look at Consensus. Mm. Okay, me too. Yeah. Mm. Do you read the review? No, I don't.
0: Because I don't trust either one. I don't trust the critics rating or the users. Why is that? Um, I usually find that Critics are looking for something different than I am as yeah. just like a guy who doesn't want to understand much about movies. I just want to go be entertained. I see. Um, like I understand a lot about music. So like when I'm listening to music, I'm listening to it analytically. Right. And so, and I write. And so when I'm re- reading, I'm looking at it critically as well. Cause I'm an editor. Right. So the movies are the one place where I'm like, I don't want to know things. That's really smart. All I want to know is do I like this or not? Right. And then on the other side of the non-critic, um, percentages it's like well i mean i don't know these people yes. <laughs> you know, like their taste might be totally different than mine
2: to that end <laughs>
0: but so but much, if yes. the rotten
1: tomato says like nine percent right maybe it's not that great i have a very different well, But here's, but, he, but
3: here's the thing yes I, I like movies that score extremely low as much as I like ones that are extremely high, like for different reasons. But it's like, if a movie gets under 10%, I got to see it. Right. I got to see like why a so on the, I got to see what went it's wrong. It's the
2: middle of the bell curve. That's problematic where it's like, Oh, like yeah. 42%. They're like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is actually Not just
3: bad enough for me to watch out of curiosity. It's just yeah. going to be
2: boring. Uh, well, so I, I, I mean, I, I'm totally rotten tomatoes or whatever the IMDB score is. And like, just like you, Cameron, like just look at the consensus and be like, all right, yeah, 60 or above. I'll watch, it yeah, we'll right. just watch not, yeah, it. yeah. I don't
1: need, I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. If it's like in general, a positive movie experience, I'll watch it.
2: So researchers mm. at the USC Annenberg school of communications or excuse me, for communication and journalism, the irony that I was unable to make it through that, um, wrote that 82, they, they did a huge study of all like the major, uh, movie critics that are out there today that are actually making these and influencing these Rotten Tomato scores. So uh of the hundred top grossing films of last year, 82% of the reviews of those were done by uh wait for it, shockingly, white men. And um uh-huh. yes, and so people who are in underrepresented racial and ethnic backgrounds uh penned a mere 18% of the reviews of those movies. Um it's so, and it finds that the people that are watching the movies represent about 39%, like people that are underrepresented represent a much higher percentage than mm. those who are actually reviewing it. Mm. So I, I'm say it got me thinking, it sounds like a Calvin transition, which it's not, but it was just really, I found that to be fascinating um, because just over 20% of them also are women. So we are basically taking the majority of our movie opinion of uh, like rotten tomatoes essentially is what do white guys think of a movie? <laughs> and even if they're good white guys, right, like <laughs> nice men, they're still going to be looking at it through a certain, through a lens. certain lens. And they're saying yeah. that that is actually really uh, shown in movies like, um, what was the super funny movie with Tiffany Haddish where, uh, what, she girl, girl, girl trip, trip. Yeah. Like, that did not rate as high. But right. If you watch it, a white guy is going to watch that movie and miss some of the nuance of that and not right. necessarily be giving it the review that someone else would be, that a woman would be, or someone uh, who's African-American or right. Like just not a white guy. Um, and it was the same. It was the same was true of wonder woman, you know, such a great movie, but that white guys weren't necessarily as responsive to it. And so there is this, uh, you know, this, movement afoot when we talk about you know a couple of years ago oscar so white it's uh to making the reviews more um uh more diverse as well because we really are being fed like here's what you'll like by generally white men
1: should we i mean should we advocate i mean obviously more more diversity in mm-hmm. who newspapers and websites hire to do the reviews fine yeah. great yeah mm-hmm. but should we advocate also for clarity of like should do you think there should be like almost like a on Rotten Tomatoes, like a filter of, you know, white male, female, you know, uh, minority, like to look at like, what are the, you know, that, that 18% right. that are minority reviewers, can I just filter it and look at only at what they say about the film? Yeah. You mm. know, and cause it may rate a lot higher. Yeah. Mm. You know, I
2: was thinking if it almost like the, um, the NAS, what's the index, the, of the top NASCAR, 20? the, the, the
1: NASDAQ. Um, yeah, I've NASDAQ. invested a Is lot it, on the
3: NASCAR like- index and <laughs> I'm waiting on, to see my money. I have no idea. It
1: Jesse, it's it's cyclical. I mean, the money comes around every year.
3: You oh, know, literally, just, literally <laughs> though. I have no idea. I went on the NASCAR <laughs> index website, put in a significant amount of money and it's who knows. It's, who knows? Gone. it's, all, <laughs> gone. it's all absolutely gone. <laughs> I've never seen it again
2: <laughs> to me. Like I think the filter is an interesting idea. I also think like a smaller representative pool of like, these are a trusted group of, you know, say a hundred reviews that represent. Peter Chivers like,
1: at Rolling Stone. That kind of person,
2: right? But also, like making sure that that group is representative of the people that are also reading the, and, and that gets kind of messy. Would
1: you would you advocate for just uh, society, like actual demographic uh, representation? So it's like if this group is nine percent of the population, it's nine percent of the reviews that are shown. Or are you say shift?
2: I kind of wouldn't. Where minority be- voices are more dominant, I would kind of go for the latter because I'd rather be pushed to like experience something that it's pretty easy for me to figure out what a white guy would like. Like if Jason Sudeikis film, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to score.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: my, my people are going to be pretty into that. Right. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie, but I would love to Jason know. Bateman, Jason Sudeikis. Right. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It's yeah, all, yeah. all the same. Any yeah.
3: of the Jasons. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't
2: love the, like it's just representative because then I feel like you don't grow as a people, I feel like the, the art doesn't grow. I think the filter
3: idea could work too. Cause I maybe like
2: I'm idea. as a white
1: guy interested in, and in, in, in seeing what, you know, African American reviewers are, are thinking about these films and it just educates me and expands me. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. I like that too. But I, I think it's definitely also just one of those moments of being aware that when I look at a rotten tomato score of a perfectly wonderful movie and it says, you know, it was, it scores at 60%. You got to think, okay, it's 60%. Of a majority of white men saying that that was but not you, a movie that yeah. they were, and it's not right. to say that it is a good movie, but it's like it, it's almost like the first filter has to just be my own. Eyes but don't and you mind. think
1: that that's why they added the audience score? Because like obviously the audience for the Tiffany Haddish film is gonna is gonna be off the charts, right. and if I'm looking at critics yeah. at fifty percent, and audience at ninety five, I'm gonna go. Yeah, the critics didn't get it. It's yes. going to be fun. I'm going.
2: Yeah, and generally I I like that as well. The only problem with that is is they're such taste makers. You know, they can yeah. just right. they can destroy a movie before it's ever seen. And so right. you, like like Waterworld, you don't right. So you don't have you have a terrible opening weekend. So and then you're pulling from a much smaller sample because the word on the street is this movie's terrible. I'm not even going to waste. Yeah, there's my a time.
0: power imbalance there too, just That's in right. in the sense of like saying like these are the people who know what they're talking about. Right. They're yeah. all white men. Right. They're the first people that get to talk about the movie. They get to, you know, they get to set the tone for how that movie is going to perform mm-hmm. in some
2: ways. And, and, and also this article is clear to say, like there are many very popular, like underrepresented critics who are doing like, incredible work like there are great voices there the problem is just the overall sample size
3: is
4: uh, Well, well, like wesley
3: morris wesley morris you know the movie reviewer he won a pulitzer for movie reviews like and you know he he's a person of color and uh, like you said there are those voices out there you know yeah
1: all right what do you have andre
0: okay so there is an anonymous group of star wars fans that are trying to crowdfund a remake of of the Last Jedi because they hated the Last Jedi so much, some have called it "quote unquote" blasphemous. Oh my god! Yeah the la- the last movie. Sorry, I've already shown the, my hand here. The, film- the,
1: the filmmaker who did it is that Ryan Ryan Johnson Johnson. Yeah, yeah. he. I saw it because I follow him on Twitter. He retweeted this, yes. and said he's yeah. all for it. Yeah. I mean, I think he's making fun of them. Yeah, I think that he's trolling them a bit, a little bit. Yeah, I okay. love.
3: Well, I I, I love it. I I, it was a great movie. <laughs> I well, well, well I'll let you finish the whole story too. there Andre then I'll give you my commentary. Well, there. yeah,
0: I mean Star Wars some Star Wars fans that hated the last Jedi have gotten really extreme about this. They chased um, Marie Tran off of the internet, yeah, I know, and off she's of Instagram. she's so sweet. You know, with their, yeah, like with their racist comments, you know, about her yeah. name, on um, body shaming comments, Yikes. all that kind of thing, um, saying that her part was so useless. And I know like it's just an opinion about a character, but that's also somebody's work. You know what I mean? Like that's like somebody reading relevant articles and being like, yeah, this slice was a waste of time, you know, yeah. like. Okay, maybe it was, but yeah, know, yeah. That's, like, that's our typical Wednesday meeting. It's still my work, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. So,
3: <laughs> you know, hey, so so you guys saying don't do the Mister Peanut take today? Okay, it's uh, listen <laughs> <laughs> <just some> to <laughs> the
7: consensus here.
3: So, personally, that new, that
1: new employee Bill's super opinionated today. I don't know. <laughs> so they're trying to raise
0: two hundred million dollars <laughs> <laughs> to make their own version of the Last
2: Jedi. Oh my! But they're, Please send that money to people uh, like who are being displaced from their families. Right. <laughs> Please help end slavery. Please
3: do anything except look, for remake. Hey, Delish. here's the thing, Eddie. I think all obviously all of those are worthy causes, but like, <laughs> but, but also, it,
4: but. <laughs> and
3: I don't support the bullying. I think that's awful, and people need to get a life. Like that's totally ridiculous. But I I would love the idea of of like you know the director and the and Disney and whoever owns the rights and goes, you know what? You think you can do better? Go for it. Do it because I I mean, who wouldn't watch that movie even if it's for the wrong reasons i would totally watch like a fan-made version of one of these franchises just to see how like i'm sure it's very hard to make a star wars movie yeah. you know but like go for it do it let's yeah, that, see it That's know? my
0: question is like who do they think they're gonna get to work on this film even if they raise the money like do they think they're gonna get mark hamill and and other people who starred in the actual movie to be a part of this
2: No, this is gonna be like the room or something it's gonna be like a (laughs) weird
4: they should
3: do it yeah it's gonna be yeah that is actually a great point right like I want to see amateur people who have nothing but passion right they have no discernible (laughs) filmmaking skill or experience no connections and very little money All they have is unbridled, misguided passion. (laughs) Go for it. That's a recipe for awesomeness. You know, just do it. I want to see it. I just thought it was I mean, I thought it was great. And I I liked the movie. I
2: realized people were not pleased with the way it ended. But like, was it generally panned? I think the... I thought it was popular.
1: uh, We have a couple of Star Wars nerds in the office. And they didn't like it as much. And then the people like me who are just... I have to go because Cohen likes them and I, I enjoyed it. And and the fact that like more people like me enjoyed it, the hardcore nerds. Why didn't they like it? I, I, it, it pivoted the narrative. The, the Star Wars fans that want to do this are because it took, it's taking the franchise in the wrong direction. They feel like everything that comes after it, Will have to address the things that happened in this movie, and they don't want that direction. I think is the core. Yeah, but why? Why were they um, bullying that uh, that actress? Was it a personal attack thing, or like her character in that storyline? Because I heard. Critics saying that the storyline was superfluous right. and, and unnecessary and yeah. kind of dragged the story down right. but then why would they go after her as yeah. a person And this gives me an opportunity
0: to say her name right it's kelly marie tran um, okay it was a bit of both i mean there were people who criticized her character and the character's role in the story and i get that i mean it was a little bit random to have like that love story between it her was. character and finn it didn't necessarily add a whole lot to the the overall but plot does
2: anyone think she wrote that She was just like like, like a normal person who, oh my gosh, landed Star Wars and is freaking
0: out. Why are they coming at her about it? And then it also became like, you know, personal too, with people making comments about her body, people making jokes about her name, like Ching Chong and stuff like that, like typical
1: racist stuff you know, stuff you would figure would happen in a Star but, Wars chat room. But don't
2: you remember like when movies would like, um, <laughs> I remember like when Godfather three came out,
3: mm-hmm. Race right? Hateful nerds. all game. But it. just like everybody, everybody hated that movie. Like I just bunch of hateful, racist well, nerds. I mean, Godfather you, <laughs> three was is awful.
2: Right. But we're not attacking the, like it's the not actors. A, it's not a personal thing. It's right. just like a movie. So yeah, decimate the movie but um, we're talking about racism here it doesn't it doesn't know logic so yeah hate yeah, yeah, exactly. doesn't
1: know logic but, that's right yeah. yeah all right well that'll do it for Slices stay tuned up next Song Young and Free joins us
8: back with a passion and I live a of pain in the past is, and they tell me when it rains that it pours down and that every hurricane is a savage I didn't miss the last day once I passed it That they're giving a case to the masses it's the land of the brave and the fascist. I just need someone to pray for me Pastor. shepherd say
3: you love me then you'll feed me
1: You're listening to No Big Deal. One word. Great Uh, new uh, Christian rapper. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard R.L. Grime with I Want to Know featuring Daya. Well, this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating your site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free. And you can even design a best-in-class online store with their award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. They give you all the tools you need to uh, run a great shop.
2: I was reminded of the greatness of Squarespace yesterday. I was in there tweaking with a page that i trying to rebuild and it was so easy. And I'm such a terrible designer and it just looks great.
0: Yeah, Squarespace makes the junk mad easy. <laughs> there that's, you go.
2: That's their new f- slogan.
1: <laughs> makes it mad easy. Uh, hey, uh, right now they're offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal Go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. There you go. Squarespace, set your website apart. Hillsong Young and Free is a worship group from Hillsong Church that mixes spiritually focused lyrics and worshipful music with EDM production and pop sensibilities. This week, they've released their brand new album, Three. It's I, 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 if you're Googling it, kind of like the Super Bowl. Uh, we got to talk to the band about what inspired the album and walked through some of its best songs with them. Here is the song Young and Free.
7: Worship as a genre is a pretty... Crowded market. So, when you guys are, are starting mm. a new project, starting a new record, how are you trying to distinguish yourselves from all of the other stuff that's out there?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I, I think for us, I, I, you know, we've battled that a lot. I think, you know, when we were starting Young Three and, and even like, you know, this revival or the last album we did, you know, it was always a conversation like, how are we going to be different? What are we going to bring? And I think one thing that I feel like has become true to us is you just got to be yourself you know and the guys that are on the team and the people that make up Young and Free I think naturally bring something different because you know we're all different you know like um and that's the same for anywhere But I think whatever people bring I think you unique to them and yeah obviously um the Christian genre is pretty boxed in terms of music wise I think for us we just like really really intentional with making sure that, you know, the songs that we bring on us to us and, you know, the guys in the team are obviously listening to like the craziest broad range of music. So, you know, we've got people that love hip hop right through to like rock. And so I think, you know, when we all come together, I think we, we create something, you know, unique. And I feel like we've had moments where we, we strive to like be something like, cause we feel like that's what we need to be. You know, we need to be the pop, to up band. And that's what we bring which I do think is important. I do think it is like our mandate, but I do feel like um, instead of trying to force those things, I think you just got to bring what's real life. And that's how we've kind of overcome that or tried to, I think, just stay, I guess, relevant and, and stay true to us. So, uh,
7: On the other end of that dynamic is the listener. So what do you hope stands out to the listener when taking in the album?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I do hope that people feel like we're taking them on a little step, you know, like the next step for Young and Free, I think. Um, there's a lot of stuff that does sound like, you know, typical Young and Free. And I think but then as well, there's like this this next step of like what we're doing. And, um, you know, I feel like the takeaway, I just hope people when they listen to this is that they don't feel like, I feel, I hope that they feel this sense. Peace and, and joy, and I think even just like you know, just sounds sounds like a strange word to say, but like just relaxation, just knowing that you know things are going to be good, and and know that God is you know obviously faithful. But I think for us, this album is—I've said it before—like a kind of a little bit like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of album, you know, for us because I feel like when we started, you know, young and free, we were a lot younger, and so I think a lot of our songs thematically and. We're quite, you know, you know lovely, dovey God songs, which are amazing because that's was true to us at the time. Right. But I feel like, you know, that's five, six years ago. We've gotten older and I think it's, we're starting to realise that, you know, that life actually is crazy and that it has highs and lows and it's, you know, it's this wild kind of journey. You don't understand that when you're young so much. And I think as we've grown older, we've understood, like, actually, you know what? that like, God's faithful through it all. And seeing, like, I think the coolest thing about the album is you know, we can look around, I can look around at the songs and go, okay, cool, I know who wrote that because I know what they were going through last year and I know that this is a prayer answered or I know that this is now a prayer for a season that they're going through and maybe on the next record there'll be a prayer answered, you know what I mean? So I think, Ross, I just pray that for people this will be an album filled with hope and...
7: Well, I'd like to talk about some some particular songs. If you could uh, highlight one song that you would identify as being particularly challenging to put together on the album, which song would you say? What comes to mind?
6: I mean, challenging and, and no, I mean every. To be honest, like I don't even just saying this to say that every song was so hard. Like it was, I think because we felt like, like I saying before, because we felt like no one really, like we didn't have to do this album. We we felt like this pressure to make it worth amazing the best thing ever and we worked for so long with you know kind of no deadline so it was kind of like we just had to do it so everything was hard but I think one song for me I mean highs and lows is a song that was kind of that was like the last song on the record which is a song that I wrote with um, Joel Houston from United and Ben Tan and that was the wasn't so difficult to write but it was more difficult to go to that place about what it's about and you know thinking about you know the last couple of years and you know the season we've been through I think going into that space that was difficult and I think we also felt like when we wrote it like it felt you know when Ben and I started that song I felt so special and like how it all came about was like beautiful this moment of worship like him and I together and it felt like really important and so we wanted to do right and so that took like two years to kind of get you know on and off but over the course of two years trying to get the right lyric to sit on that song so that was that was really good
4: and lows lows you're with me should i rise or should i fall
7: The last thing I I wanted to ask about is, you know, such a a huge part of the Hillsong experience and and especially part of Young and Free is everyone thinks of the live show. And I'm curious, in relation to this record, uh, what song are you Mm -hmm. especially excited to perform live, perform for the people?
6: Um, we've been doing a bunch of them today at Forward, and we're doing some more tonight. So we, we've we got like, we're doing like a new song thing. I think, oh man, that's like, so far, like everything's done. We've done pretty much almost nearly the entire album, actually, to be honest, live. We did some stuff at church back last week. Everything feels pretty awesome. I think it just feels good to sing new songs, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I have a particular song. I think everything, it's just, it's different, you know, because I feel like, and we've been doing the same song for like the last three years. It's like anything new is just amazing, and I feel like it's a lot of the songs are forcing us to be different updates because no, a lot of it's no longer that four on the floor one thirty thing anymore. So, yeah, we've got to think about how to how to move.
1: Till song young and free. Stay tuned. Up next, it's our listener of the week. listening to rye song is phoenix it's the little dragon remix Here you go okay well it's time for our listener of the week you listen to the show and it's time to get to know you it's a
5: listener of the week
1: all right, uh, Jesse, our listener of the week this week, uh, you, you, you chose because there's three interesting facts uh, that we found out about her. Um, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, every week we ask you guys to tweet us three interesting facts about yourself and uh, Jesse scours them relentlessly. He has spreadsheets, uh, calculators, and he uh, chooses one every week. And this week we are welcoming Jillian Ellen to the show. Hello, hi, Jillian. Uh, before Jesse reads your three interesting facts, where are you calling us from?
8: I'm calling you at work um, in St. Louis, Missouri.
1: St. Louis, Missouri. What do you What do you do per, for a profession?
8: I am an ICU nurse. Jillian.
2: Oh, oh wow. My oh, name wow. is Eddie. It's nice to meet hi, you, Jillian. <laughs> hey, that's crazy that you're an ICU nurse. Is that, Can I um, ask? You- no jesse you can't i'm in the middle <laughs> of talking to a person like, don't you hear me like um, you, said, you said it's
3: crazier you an icu nurse period pause i'm just trying to fill in the gaps because you're making it i would for like to defer my time to jesse
2: who i'm sure has a really interesting question for our friend go ahead jesse
3: go for it no uh, well i was going to say jillian if you're a lot of people when they do these they step out of work for a few minutes Right. I think, and I really want to speak to you today, but I feel like if you're an ICU nurse and you're, you're at work, this might not be the best use of time.
4: <laughs> are you at work
3: right now? And has, is, is there any patients who are waiting for you?
8: Uh, yeah, I have, I, have, I have one patient right now. I'm about to get another patient from the <sighs> OR.
3: I love that this is being the relevant More important. listener of the week. Is a life or this death person decision is in the middle the of a right
8: massive
2: peanut allergy? You're <laughs> about to have to jam a tube down his throat. But you're like, hold on. I'm the oh, listener of the yeah. week. I need, need to
1: go, go further on with the podcast for a minute. Okay, so Jillian's three facts. Number one, born during an earthquake. Oh, oh wow. interesting. Did it affect? Yes. Do you have memories of this?
8: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I called my mom yesterday to get all the facts for you guys. Okay, so what okay. happened? Okay. So, um, I was born in St. Louis and there's like a minor fault line here, I guess. And, um, while she was getting her C-section of me, so she wasn't in labor, but she said she remembers seeing like, they had like hanging lights that Uh were in the, in the operating room, I guess. And they were like, all of a sudden they just started to like sway and people were like, what's going on? What's going on? And they're like, I don't know. We'll go see. But like, it wasn't a major earthquake, but it was an earthquake.
1: Question. While I was being born after you're born. Did three wise men show up? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I was going to say, it just sounds like the birth of an important person. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah
8: exactly. I usually, I usually <laughs> tell people I came into the world with a boom and that's a little fun fact yeah. I use all the time. Yeah.
1: See, you, yeah. that should have been the fact that you wrote down. You should have said that and then we would have been like, what was uh, that? I came into the said, world with earthquake. a literal
3: boom. I
8: should have. I, I should what? have left you in some mystery. I'm the, yeah. sorry. The earth
2: split open
3: yes. the moment you
2: entered. Yeah. Yeah. Inter- the curtain was torn. <laughs> oh, there you are. Fact number because her first fact was shaky at best again that's shaky at best jillian born during an earthquake
1: fact number two uh jillian almost got kicked out of a piano bar for
2: chanting usa very loudly no you don't Mm. ever apologize for that what happened (laughs) yeah
3: yeah (laughs) don't say yeah don't say sorry whatever you do. um
8: so i was downtown chicago for my friend's bachelorette party oh yeah and we're at a piano bar and it was it was like a Wednesday night, so it was not. Oh, like yeah. the not
0: easier. You? What, what is I was going to say? Were you, were you in
2: Canada? Chicago, what did you? a <laughs> mess too. Just a hot no, mess. No, no,
8: Chicago. So, so I guess I should have said that. So we we were sitting on like a high top table with yeah. bar stools, yeah. okay. and I think what they didn't like was the fact that we were like standing on the the bar stools because they were oh, a little Jordan. worried that we and which does happen because we have gotten patients in my hospital who have fallen off a bar stool and had a like brain bleed, mm. but party in the USA was pl- being played and we were super pumped of yeah. course. And so time. right at the end, and we started changing USA right. and the, the,
4: um,
8: the bouncer dude was like, I'm going to need you to sit down right now. We're going to, you're going to have to be kicked out if you keep, keep this up. So hmm. we weren't even like super obnoxious. We were just super excited about yeah. the song.
3: Nobody puts baby in a corner.
8: See, here, here's what's confusing
3: to me. Here's what's confusing about this situation to yeah. me. Yeah. My, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I've, right. uh, uh, are, been or, disbarred. Are or are not. Uh, are not. Oh. Uh, technically a lawyer, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in the American <laughs> legal system, I will say, but my understanding of the law is that if you're shouting USA, <laughs> you can do anything that is not illegal. Like if I'm going a hundred miles down the hallway, down the highway and my windows are down and I'm chant, and I'm chanting USA yeah. legally. I it's, can't get pulled. It's over. It's like there. Nixon
1: said, right. If the president does it, it's not illegal.
3: Right. Yes. So I if mean, you're that's chanting USA by proxy. You have the same protection. That so that's right. It's very Jillian, baffling to me that you would get kicked out for that.
8: Almost got kicked I out. Almost. Uh, she almost, was told okay. probably to sit yeah. down. We behaved ourselves after that, but you we shouldn't were. have. You know, we're just feeling our our patriotic pride. I, I would. I you should have left in defiance. Who would want to hang out in a bar
3: that doesn't allow you to chant USA whenever you want?
2: Yeah, Jillian, I, you tell us that bar, and we all go to Chicago every once in a while. We will we will okay. go in there and chant I, USA.
3: I, <laughs> here's you ever seen those like shopping sprees that they used to do on Nickelodeon, where the kid would run through the toy store with a shopping cart and just yeah. fill it, you know, and yeah. have like a timer. You can do that in shoplift. If you're yelling USA while you're screaming in a grocery store, just throwing stuff in a shopping cart, that's not illegal. It's actually encouraged in some states. So (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there.
1: All right, Jillian's third fact. Third fact. She once crowd surfed. During an uh, audio adrenaline concert. In yes. yes, you did, so Jillian. Speaking.
8: Yep, you betcha. So, <laughs> so when music is being played,
1: you like to be elevated, is what we're learning. You <laughs> like to you get
2: on the bar stool, you get on top
1: well, of the crowd. Th-
8: this, yeah, 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 yeah. You can Jillian say that. Jillian brings sure. a party.
2: You just get a sense that by day <laughs> she's working really hard, she's saving lives, but when she needs to exhale, all that. Yeah, she's going to get kicked out of something. She's going to be <laughs> floating <laughs> on <of> something. <laughs> I
1: like to think she brings, to that. Like she brings it. Somehow, I like to think she brings it to the ICU.
2: I mean, yeah. that's kind of what you want in your ICU nurse—somebody who's going to kind of really bring r- just craziness. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the nursing prof- yeah. profession, but that feels like what I don't want. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I want a very unremarkable ICU nurse that just keeps me alive. Yeah.
8: Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty important. There's, there's a few other things we know how to do besides have a good time. So.
1: I want a nice yes, nurse okay. that will ignore me mm-hmm. and, and uh, be on podcasts. That's what I. Would, that's what I would <laughs> Yeah, for. yeah exactly. you're our favorite Jillian, ICU two, nurse. Two
3: quick things. I am not familiar with the audio adrenaline catalog, so I don't know any of the name of the slow song. So I'm assuming you were ironically crowd surfing during their slowest, most worship song. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm assuming. And two, I yeah, what don't even remember. On.
8: It was just you know so such an amazing experience that I I totally blanked on whatever song it was. But there is a picture of me actively crowd surfing.
5: What era? Yeah, I was about to say, it depends on the era of audio is journalism. Is it the Mark? Chicago. Is it Mark? Or, or is, is it, just it, like was it the, a couple uh, weeks ago? The Nirvana era? Because there was there's an era in the 90s yeah. where they were like ripping oh. off Nirvana pretty hard.
1: Yeah.
8: I think it was in 2006, so I don't okay, know. Okay, so, so, like,
1: that's the, the right around for when, when Mark Stewart left. Mm. Gotcha. Was it the original uh, lead it was, singer? Uh,
8: it was at Cornerstone, actually. Oh, perfect
3: Jesse was probably there <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I might have witnessed that I do have another question for you we're coming up on uh, 4th of July you're yeah. an ICU nurse is that like well, the Black Friday well, Jesse, of your industry Jesse <laughs> oh yeah
8: this is oh yeah we have we have several of them a year like every Friday the 13th every full moon yeah. holidays especially summertime like sun's out guns out unfortunately oh you my gosh.
2: final question before you go back and try to revive the person that's needed you for quite a while um, uh, uh, obviously, we you know Annie is not on the show today. Yeah. Uh, we've had a theory on the last show that I would like to make sure we remember on this show. The theory is mm-hmm. that she's not actually in China, though she says she is. Uh, what yeah. he thinks it's like a, a fake moon landing. Yeah, I don't. So do she's you... just filming and. <laughs> Fun... I'm, I'm sure you're disappointed <laughs> that <laughs> Annie <laughs> was not on the show. I'm not, I
8: am. I'm not gonna lie, guys. She's no. like my
2: favorite. <laughs> she's like your favorite, or is your favorite?
8: she is my favorite I'm a, was, I'm a big fan girl yeah that it's was jillian the icu but, nurse
2: joining us today thanks so much for being but do you believe that she actually went to china or do you believe that it's a conspiracy
8: um i think she's in china she was eating some weird foods i saw on instagram or something
3: you can get weird foods anywhere though yeah jillian <laughs>
8: i don't know i mean
3: trust me trust I mean, me the truth is out where there. else would she You're, be is she
8: just making this all up in nashville <laughs>
3: hmm. Possibly. Jillian, anyone, <laughs> if anyone should know you can eat a lot of weird stuff, it should be an ICU nurse, to be
8: fair. Yeah. That's true. How could I forget? Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Jillian. <laughs>
3: We're very sorry that uh, Annie was
1: not here.
2: Yeah. Sorry to talk okay. to you. I
8: still love you guys. You, you gotta, guys are great.
2: Thank you. We also care about you. And say love because it feels like you know. I don't know. Maybe
8: you don't have
1: to go zero to a hundred with somebody. It's a yeah, new relationship. you, you yeah, got to feel a it nice out. person. All right, Thank she's you. got a feel blue. Oh, I appreciate blue. that. Yeah. Right. I appreciate that. All right, talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Thank right, you very bye. much. It was Thanks nice feeling. meeting you. Okay. Well, like we said earlier, if you want to be the listener of the week,
2: and I'd like to just add, if you're a fan of only one of us that are in this room, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like we Keep get it to it, we Keep get it to yourself. Keep it yourself, yeah. Bravery and courage and books. We got them. <laughs> if you like the very gentle form of humor that we bring uh, go ahead and submit it is, your fu- facts. it
1: is funny for me on twitter to see the people the people talk about the fact that so-and-so is my favorite oh yes i've seen the annies i've seen the andres i've yes. seen the eddies i've seen the jessies yes been doing this for 13 years yes where ne- is the love never once seen anybody ma- <laughs> oh my
2: god but i think that is because you are not anyone's favorite that's oh what i'm saying uh, yeah, and i'm okay with that <laughs> and that's fine i'm okay with that no, maybe, wait, maybe you're just a given I, I do think no. I do think it's I think when they say it about one of us it's more of like a novelty like of course this is like Cameron's whole thing but it's interesting because I actually like Eddie on the show like it was more like their yeah. surprised. Uh, maybe it's thanks for making me feel better yeah, yeah, maybe got, and if you really look at the statistics we've got however many hundred thousand people listening I get one of those a month. <laughs> so, so You go on maybe. a
1: trip and there's, I, I mean, there's every tw-
2: month, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: The way that they show that you are their favorite is by listening to this show oh, faithfully
1: for years. Dude, you thank
2: up. you, man. And Andre, also, I'm like going to try to take the time to personally rip apart everyone that just heard this and then comments on Twitter. Like, oh, Cameron, you know you're my favorite. We're, We're going to
0: troll the crap out I'm of I am going to do
2: my very, very best <laughs> to push back against your pandering. And I will block you if you're just a normal old person. So just get ready for this. so funny. All
1: right. Well, many thanks to Hillsong Young and Free for joining us this week. Their new album, Three, is out now. Go check it out. You can also follow them
2: on Twitter, at Young and Free. Did, you did you just get the text from Jillian? What? Her patient did not make it. Oh, oh No, that's not true. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> know. Oh, oh, even Chandler wow. got an oh-no. I thought that was right. <laughs> that was like oh, a joke, oh, joke oh, made oh, for oh, you. Oh, I made oh, that for you. When you <laughs> do not oh, know, no I know that I'm no one's favorite anymore.
1: Well, many thanks also to uh, Squarespace for making the episode <laughs> possible. Remember, go to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a site or domain. Yes. Hey, uh, the new issue of Relevant is dropping this week. Go over to relevantmagazine.com and check it out. You can view the whole issue there. Leon Bridges is the cover story. There's a ton of great content. content. It is packed. Uh, You can view the issue there. You can pick it up on newsstands nationwide, Barnes & Nobles, a lot of other stores, although it's hard to find a newsstand anymore. Um, Yeah. You know, so one of my friends was in Portland, and uh, he uh, was at Powell's. One of the best bookstores in America. Sent a
2: picture of Relevant right there on the front row. Like... Thank God for Powell's, man. I should look. I've never... Se- I've, I never look in newsstands, but I should look if you need to see If this. it's a
1: bigger one. It's not... Your airports and your grocery stores, we're not We're not there. No, oh, no. But if it's like a Barnes and
2: Nobles or a Powell's Where or... they have more of like a taste section. Like, like little it's little not just like range. the generic, yeah. like they're going to sell but, fine food.
1: And they're going to... They stick us in the religion and spirituality section and there's like eight of us and mm. it's a lot of new age weirdos, Ooh. CT and us. So it's...
3: It's um, interesting company. Interesting, yeah. so, but they put us yeah, in the front CT because we are have- modern witch. Yeah. Bewitching. Um, Crystallology
2: uh, today. which yeah. yeah.
3: A lot of witch stuff. A lot of yeah. witch zines. <laughs>
2: huge huge, huge zines. amount of witch and Wiccan publications out there. And then
3: and then relevant, right in the front of the stack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one one's just a big catalog of spells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just like one old dusty book that you just don't even want to open. <laughs> it's like a
3: yeah, like a Hogwarts spell book. I don't know why right, that's right. out there. I'm, that's right. Just, <laughs> right. And
2: and then us, and we're honored to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh man and thanks to uh, Jillian for joining us as well it's fun alright well on that note for, we'll wrap it up for us I don't know if it was fun for it Jillian It was not. Fun. Yeah. or her patience it was not fun for the you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. on that note we'll wrap it I'm Cameron Strang I'm Eddie Koffeltz I'm Andre Henry I'm Chandler Strang I'm Jesse Carey we'll see you next Wednesday July 4th
3: I've invested a lot on the NASCAR index and I'm waiting to see my money. I have no idea where it is right now.
4: Relevant Podcast Network.